We've all heard the phrase, it's the little things that make a difference. But have you ever thought about putting that concept into daily use? A friend of mine recently pointed out that there are a lot of little things I do throughout my day that just help me feel good about being me. While this is beneficial to all of us, I really want those of you who are struggling after going through a divorce to lean into this idea of being good on purpose to yourself and do it in small ways. In this episode, I'll be sharing some of the little things that work for me in hopes that you'll start doing a few little things that make you feel special. This life is an amazing journey and divorce is not a destination. Good evening, everybody. I am Dr. Lisa Summerhour, and this is Live Empowered. Uh, my series is Divorce is Not a Destination. I am an empowerment and engagement coach, and one of the groups that I focus on is women who have gone through a divorce. With my Live Empowered series, I am here to really encourage people to step outside of what they have been used to and create something new that's comfortable in a different way um, so they can step into just experimenting with their own lives and find different ways that they can empower themselves. And for women like me who have gone through divorce, sometimes this is a really challenging thing to do because we're dealing with, um, we're dealing with self-doubt. We're dealing with insecurity. We may be dealing with some guilt and maybe some shame that's coming to us from external places. So I'm really focusing my attention and my energies on this group of people with the shows that I'm doing moving forward. And I'll be making this, this transition. Divorce is not a destination is not only this podcast, it is a program that I've designed. Uh, it's a curriculum to help women who are going through this phase, who want some support, who need some encouragement. I just watched the cutest little video of a father encouraging his daughter to jump off of the dresser. And she looks like she might be about three years old and she's excited and she's moving her arms like she's going to jump and he's encouraging her. Come on, you could do this. Just jump. I got you. And she says, I can't do it. And he says, yes, you can. And he tells her, say, I can do anything. I set my, and she finally gets the courage up and takes this leap. And I want to be one of those supports and encouragers that helps people take a leap into what is just who you were already designed to be and you maybe have just been holding it back or you didn't see it for yourself. Um, this show is about the little things that make a difference. It's the little things that make a difference. And this show came about because I had a, a friend visiting me a few weeks ago and I was just milling around in the kitchen uh, making coffee and, and just getting ready for breakfast. And she saw me put my milk in a little frother. I had, I used to have an espresso coffee maker and I basically, we've gotten rid of everything that we didn't absolutely need to have. And that was one of the things, but I kept the frother and we do our coffee in old school, like a little percolator on the stove, no, uh, no uh, plug in anything. And I was putting my milk in the frother waiting for it. And she saw me pouring it out and she said, you heat your milk? And I said, yeah, I put it in here and it heats up and it froths up. And she just thought, she said, do you know, you do like a, a bunch of little things like the frothing of my milk. She was teasing me because I ironed my pajamas. So I started thinking about these little things that I do without really thinking about them that are little things that just make me feel good. They're, they're just niceties that I, that I bestow on myself, if you will. And I said to her, I said, you know, 
I'm going to talk about that because I think even the small things that we can do get missed because we think they're, they're not that important or we, we really like them when someone else does them for us. And I'm thinking about mom, I'm thinking about, you know, when we go on vacations, there are things that, that are little niceties that people do. Like sometimes that's the only time people think about going to a spa or that's the only time people thinking, think about going to get a massage or going. I, I remember us being in uh, Florence, Italy, and every morning my mom would get up and walk down to the little corner cafe and get an, a shot of espresso. And so it's little things like that that I try to think about. How can I bring that home to my every day? and and create that experience for myself and make it feel regular for me make it feel normal because i don't want to have to wait for a lot of things to happen when it's a special and i'm doing air quotes for those of you who will be listening to this on uh just on a podcast where you you don't have the visual um i don't want to have these things have to wait until a special occasion so I said, I'm going to talk about just some of the little incidental things or non, what do we call in, inconsequential things that I do that just are now part of my regular routine for the most part. And they just make me feel good and they make other people feel good and special when I do them. And some of them, you're going to be like, what, what a sandwich. But when you taste this sandwich, let me just tell you. So I'm going to start with things like our coffee in the morning. So my mom and I both grind our coffee in the morning and it's a little, again, it's manual. We don't even have one of those little electric push button grinders. I like the fact that it's manual because I like to pretend I'm actually getting some exercise in while I'm grinding the coffee, but it just, it doesn't require something that has to be plugged in. So you can keep some of these things really, really simple. And we just have a little handheld grinder. We pour the beans in the top. We rotate this little thing around the top and we get the coffee out the bottom. And so that's one. And then the one thing that got my girlfriend talking about this. Um, hey, Nadine. Uh, one of the things that got my girlfriend talking about this was my little frother. And it's such a simple thing. I, I don't always put it in my coffee because sometimes I'll drink it black, um, but I don't put sugar in. So this frother for me just gives me that little feeling like I just, you know, got something over the counter, star counter at Starbucks without it costing a fortune. Um, before I go on, I, I was looking up the, the benefits of some of these things and the benefits of just uh, treating yourself well. And I found a, an article on just being kind to yourself. And I, I, I'm going to categorize this under that, just being kind to yourself. And, and, and sometimes that's even deeper uh, and, and more just internal. It doesn't even involve some of these things that, are, that you look at and say these are external niceties. This could just mean don't be so hard on yourself. So I'm, I'm using this as an example of how it benefits you to be good to you. And this might be actions, active things that you can do to demonstrate that you're being better to yourself. Cause it's hard to, it's hard to think negatively about yourself when you are doing positive things for yourself. So maybe some of these small things that you think up for yourself are going to be the, the catalyst to get you to start thinking differently about how, you know, viewing yourself differently and um, how you talk about yourself. If you are constantly making disparaging remarks, even if they're jokes, um, it's good to be able to laugh at yourself, but you shouldn't be the, a joke in your own life to yourself, you know? So you should also be able to compliment yourself and say thank you when you get a compliment. And sometimes we need, uh, we need to see physical things manifested to remind ourselves that, hey, I like me. 
And so one of the things the article was saying that this is benefit, why this is beneficial is because it makes you want to improve. So I, I look at that. It kind of helps you just want to do a little better, be a little better. Um, I kind of smile sometimes still when I'm frothing my coffee, my, my milk, because it, it I just like the way it looks when I pour it in the cup and I get my little froth. It really feels like that thing of going to a barista and you have them do something really special, like put that little swirl on the top of it. And so that's those are one of the little things. Um, ironing my pajamas and ironing our sheets. Now, my mom does this too. Um, some of this might be a compulsion, but if you go into a hotel room and you walk in and you see a bed that is disheveled, they didn't pull the blanket up well, or you look and the sheets are wrinkled, the pillowcases are wrinkled. I want you to imagine this, walking into a hotel room and seeing wrinkled sheets and a wrinkled bedspread and a wrinkled, wrinkled pillowcases. What is your thought going to be about that hotel? You're, we're, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a thought about the hotel if that happens, and I have always said my my bed experience, my bedroom experience, it shouldn't be the best bedroom experience I have should not be only when I go to a hotel room. I want to be able to walk into my bedroom and feel like this is this is as good as any hotel. It, it should be so good that I almost want to order room service, but that's not going to happen in my house because my mom's not going to go for it. Um, <laughs> but I, I really do have that feeling when I bought my mattress, um, that when I buy my sheets, we try to buy really, really good quality sheets because it's those little things, um, that I do that help me feel special. So yeah, I actually, we've got pretty decent sheets, get the best sheets that you can afford to get. Don't, you know, bust the budget. Don't miss a car payment trying to buy a set of sheets, but look around and find out what makes a good sheet, a good sheet. Um, we get some that are their natural fibers, so they're going to feel good on you. They're going to breathe. And I now pay attention to that stuff because it feels different getting into that bed with these really nice sheets. And it really feels nice when I walk in and see them pressed and they're they're laid out on the bed really nice and they look good. And it just makes me want to, you know, just squeal when I get into my bed at night because I'm just so happy to be in there. Um, here is one that um, that I actually do brag about. There are two things, actually. If you come to our house and we make lunch for you or make sandwiches for you, I really do believe I make some of the best iced tea, period. And I've had a, a couple of family members come who wanted to challenge it until they tasted it. Um, I have a couple of secret ingredients that I put in my iced tea. I, actually, I'm going to tell you one of them. Uh, the big one, well, I'll tell you both of them. Just do this, mint and cinnamon. And that's all I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you how I do it, but it's mint and cinnamon. And it just does something for the tea. Um, and then the other thing is my sandwiches. So I put fig spread. You have to look for these little jars of fig spread. I, I really try to make a sandwich so that it feels like you are having this deluxe gourmet sandwich. And it only takes, it's another two special ingredients. So whatever you put on your sandwich, whether it's a vegetarian a sandwich or a vegan sandwich, fig spread. And the second thing is pears. So, yes, pears, the fruit, a pear. I slice it really thin and I lay a couple of slices of pear on the sandwich. It doesn't matter if you're making a turkey sandwich with your cheese or if you're doing avocado and a bunch of, of vegetables, um, any kind of bread that you want to use, but put a couple of slices of pear 
and fig spread. And I we're we're Miracle Whip people. So if you're mayo, one slice of bread with your mayo or Miracle Whip, the other slice of bread with a thin layer of fig spread, F-I-G spread. And I am telling you, you are going to want to put money on the counter after you eat the sandwich to leave yourself a tip because it's so good. Um, so again, these are really small things that you can start doing. Next time you go to the grocery store, just pick these two items up. And I'm telling you, mom, is this not one of the best sandwiches ever? She, you just, you can just clap because she's, she's experienced it. And she's, I think she's maybe made a couple of them now. Um, this became a gift this year. My sister Tammy's not listening, so I can tell her. My sister April already got hers. Um, I found these really, really good socks, and it's by a company called Features, F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S, Features. Because my socks, when I was walking or on the treadmill, if you've ever had socks that just don't feel right or they slide down into your shoe, um, I spend a little bit extra money. These socks, I believe they actually have a lifetime guarantee. And some of them will come with a left and right thing on it because they're they're foot specific, they're left right specific. But I bought a pair. I got a pair of buying a pair of sneakers, and then I bought myself some. And then I sent one of my sisters uh, her set for her birthday. And I thought she's gonna think I'm nuts sending her these socks. Well, when she got the socks and put them on, she called me. She was like, "These have got to be the best socks I have ever had on my feet in my life." And I was like, "It's not just me." It's the socks. These socks are phenomenal. Now, look, I have to tell you right now, I probably have 30 pairs of socks stuffed in my sock drawer because I ordered some from online trying to get some socks that wouldn't go into my shoe. I went to Costco and got some really good name brand socks that weren't supposed, you know, and none of them do what these socks do. They almost feel like they're massaging your feet while you're wearing them. So, so the socks. Um, here's why we're me and my mom. We depart, we part ways at this one. It's pancakes. So my mom is gonna go get a bag or a box of mix or something. I pretty much, as a rule, make my pancake mix from scratch. It's, it is not that hard. It is not that hard. I promise you, if you just try this one time, let's see, who do I have here? Um, best tea, my mom said best, best, I, best tea and sandwiches for sure. Yeah, and the combo is just is wickedly good. Um, the pancake mix. So I started I started doing the pancake mix at, from scratch just because I knew what ingredients would be in there. But there's something really cool about just mixing the mix yourself um, and making the pancakes from scratch and seeing how much different they taste and, and all the different things that you can do that you can add to them and kind of customize your pancakes. So if you're a pancake eater, I highly recommend take a little time and make yourself some pancake mix from scratch one day and see how much different it tastes. Um, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into some other things that might get you out of your house. Now this is not necessarily on this one, but date nights. Plan date nights for yourself. This message is brought to you by the Get Ready to Work Workbook, providing everything you need to know before your next interview, especially if your next interview is your first interview. The Get Ready to Work Workbook is for you if you need help preparing for job interviews. It's a book and a workbook in one that combines education and information gathering. You'll be more confident and have the tools to be more prepared for your next interview. The Get Ready to Work Workbook is available on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Now, back to today's show. Plan date nights for yourself. 
Um, I have been having date nights for years. I think I've talked about this on the show before. Um, my sister Tammy is really good at this as, as well. And a date night could be a movie night at home, but really make it fun for yourself. Put on your nice iron pajamas, um, you know, something comfortable, a favorite thing of yours that you wear. Buy yourself a pair of movie night pajamas if you want to, whether it's something on Netflix. If you're a wine drinker or whatever it is, uh, make your own soda. Uh, make some really good popcorn from scratch again. No, no. What is the stuff that came with the metal thing that used to pop Jiffy Pop popcorn? Try to get something that doesn't have a bunch of chemicals in it. If you have to read the ingredients on the back of the popcorn thing, and there's a bunch of ingredients, that's probably not the popcorn you should have on date night. Hey, Deborah, good to see you. We are talking about the little things that make a difference. And uh, we're up to date night. So for your date night at home, get something, your favorite thing that you want to cuddle and wear. Um, get your really good healthy popcorn, whatever it is that you want to drink, and pick a movie. I used to do a non-alcoholic wine from, um, oh my gosh, I think it was Whole Foods at the time. And uh, my cheese and my crackers and my grapes and a couple little pieces of really good dark chocolate. And that was my date night. And I would sit home. So this is one of those things that you could start doing at home and then you can graduate. If you're one of those people who's uncomfortable going out alone, movies, dinner, do it at home first. Treat yourself to a really nice movie date night at home. Treat yourself to a really nice dinner. Like buy, I tell people, you don't have to have an entire set of really fancy china. And God knows you can do it on paper plates with plastic red cups if you want to. But I will, I will challenge you to go find a flea market or a antique store or a thrift store and just go in and it can be odds and ends. Get one really nice plate that you look at and think, this looks kind of fancy. Get yourself a really nice plate, a nice set of silverware just for you, a fork, a knife, a spoon, a really nice glass. You can go in and buy one complete set for you to go home and make yourself a really nice dinner and eat it on this set. And if you just do that for yourself every now and then, make it once a week, just what the heck. You can do it for breakfast. There are days when I will have breakfast and I will get China out of the China cabinet and I'm home by myself and I pull out all my nice stuff and that's what I eat on that day. Can't go in the dishwasher, but that's fine. I wash it all in the sink. And it's these little things. I'm telling you, you a lot of people have things in their homes like that. And the only time they use it is when company is coming over. They don't take advantage of these beautiful little things that they've been given. I have a set of china that my grandmother used to have. Now, how crazy would it be that I only use that when somebody else is coming to the house? I want to be able to enjoy Nina's china by myself. I can I can do all of those things for me. So this is these are some of the little things. Now, you can graduate to taking yourself to a movie and a dinner. Um, I used to teach this and tell this to young women. I, I walked into a bank one day and one of the tellers was telling me she's about to turn 22 or 23 and her and her girlfriends really wanted to go someplace nice. And I mentioned a really nice restaurant in the area. And she said, oh, but I don't want to go there with my girlfriends. I want somebody to take me there for dinner. Yeah, someone will be taking you there for dinner. It will be you. <laughs> and so I said to her, you don't want to wait for a date to take you to someplace nice. So you've had a, you have a bucket list with someone else's responsibility and name on it, this expectation list of what someone else should do. I said, how cool would it be if someone ever decides to take you there for dinner, that you get there and the maitre d' or the head staff 
sees you and goes, oh my gosh, Renee, so great to see you here again. Do you want your regular table? How much more cool would that be? But just that feeling that, that we've got to start training and teaching young people. Um, and I'm going to just say, especially young, young women, we don't have to wait for men or if you're, whatever your preference is, we don't have to wait for some other person to take us to nice places. It's okay to do that for yourself. It's okay to do that for yourself. It creates uh, something in you that lets you know, I think I'm worth it. And if you think you're worth it, you're more likely to meet other people who think you, you're worth it. So it's just going to feel like a natural thing to be able to do those things. And that may be where you meet someone if that's what you're looking, anchoring to do. Uh, maybe you're going to meet them because you're taking yourself to nice places. So create these date night experiences or date day experiences or morning. This could be lunch, brunch, breakfast, dinner. Create experiences where you can just go out by yourself. And have a nice meal and maybe go to a movie or a theater. Last week, I went to see The Lion King by myself. First time I had seen it. And I will tell you how uncomfortable it is for other people sometimes to see someone on a date by themselves. When I got to the door after I went through security, you had to have your tickets and everything scanned at the door. And he was scanning a couple, uh, three people in front of me. I think I might have mentioned this last week. He scanned the three people in front of me. And uh, he got to me and he scanned and he goes, where's your other? He was looking for the second ticket, waiting for me to scroll. And I said, it's me. Oh, it's just you by yourself. Yeah, it's me by myself. And so th this is something that, that we're still trying to get people to get accustomed to. It's really kind of weird that, that your people are so used to folks going in groups or pairs that when someone is by themselves, you're like, it might be a little odd for other people. Make it so it's not odd for you and they can they can catch up later. So some more little things that you can do for yourself. Now, here's one that everyone puts on their list. Um, usually this is a, a New Year's Eve resolution and we're keeping gyms in business because they know that we're going to fall off the wagon. If we do it in January, by March, we're not showing up anymore. That's how they keep making money. It's exercise. And this is something else that hasn't doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to feel like torture. First of all, you got to get in your head that you're doing it because it's going to help you feel better and live better. It's about quality of life, not necessarily getting Beyonce's body. Um, but figure out some things that you can do. So I did some things last year for Christmas. I bought all my sisters and nieces hula hoops. And let me tell you, hula hoops and jump ropes. I bought my mom a jump rope. If you have not jumped rope in a long time, I highly recommend you get yourself a decent little jump rope. And go for three minutes and see how it feels. Just, just the fact that going for three minutes on the jump rope is going to make you feel some kind of way will have you thinking, maybe I need to do more. And the hula hoop is just too much fun. I got a hula hoop that you can put sand in. So if you want to weight it down, you can add, I think it can get up to four pounds of weight. And I haven't even put sand in it. One, it's just fun to be able to remember how to get back in the swing of doing a hula hoop. Um, and two, it actually is pretty decent, a decent way of exercise if you can do a couple of minutes of hula hooping um, every day. So those are things that you can do. Go back to your childhood. Um, and, I, and I'm going to just tag on with the exercise. Just play. Just get some games. Find some things that you can do that are just fun. Um, it, 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 it creates a space in your mind for more innovation when we create room to play. And actually... This is something I did write down because I really wanted to get people to understand 
Um, I started playing jacks last year. That was the other thing on everyone's Christmas list last year. I literally bought my sisters and nieces a ball and jack set. Okay, when's the last time anybody played jacks? Nadine got her picture up. Look at you. She is techno savvy. Um, when is the, I want you to, if you haven't played jacks, if it's been <laughs> 10 years, if it's been more than 10 years since you played jacks, I want you to clap or put something up. Okay, go go online and I got a really good set. They're actually the old metal jacks and the rubber balls are so good. They bounce so good. They're just, they're made for jacks. So this is some of the things, the benefits of playing games because there really are benefits to this. Your cognitive ability is improved from playing games. Your ability to problem solve because you're, you're thinking and it depends on what the games are. Now you could get some Monopoly. You can get... Um, Somebody, I have cousins who do puzzles. My sister and her, one of my sisters and her boyfriend, Tammy and Joe, they do puzzles together. So it could be a team activity, um, but things that can improve your problem solving ability. So look for different kinds of games. Hand-eye coordination. That's definitely with jacks. That's definitely something that's going to ha happen with jacks. Um, you, you can get a lot more quicker and have more accuracy in, in how you're thinking about things and your ability to make decisions. Uh, could be improved by playing games. But one of the things that I, I know uh, that they've researched is just our ability to just think differently and be more innovative. Um, it's almost like your brain needs that downtime away from whatever that thing is that you are really focusing on trying to accomplish when you can step away and just free yourself by playing a game that may have nothing to do with what you were working on. It just, it sort of gives your brain new oxygen and it lets the stuff that you were working on have time to settle in. Sleep also does this. This is another thing you can bless yourself with is really good night's sleep. Um, but the game playing just gets different parts of your brain working. So when you go back to it, it's almost like you've energized this part of your brain where, wow, I hadn't thought of that before. It's like it opens up that innovation center in your brain. Have a hobby, find some hobbies. There are things that we did. I remember as a kid, I used to like doing hook rugs. I haven't done hook rugs in a year. Now, I don't know if I'm going to go back to hook rugs, but it literally just popped into my brain as I looked down and saw the word hobby. People who know me know that one of my hobbies is sewing. Um, the other one is reading and DIY pro products projects. Now, I could be in the middle of a, a work week. And when it hits me that it's time to sew something, matter of fact, I did it this weekend. I made a dress for someone Monday and Tuesday. Now, I probably should have been packing for my trip, but I figured I knew I was going to throw something in the suitcase eventually, but I wanted to, and I needed to take a break from work a couple hours during the day and just work on cutting the stress out, getting it put together and spending the evening getting it done um, on, on Monday night and then Tuesday morning. So I spent most of Monday afternoon and evening just sewing. And every now and then I would get back to my computer. I was checking emails for work and making sure everything that I needed to get out was getting out. But I do take these, these, these breaks and build time in so that I can do my hobbies. So I can do things that, again, they just get me thinking about things in a different way. They get me away from something that might be stressing me out. So some of the hobbies, these are, I, there's a whole list of benefits for having hobbies. And I'm going to share those with you too. Um, there are mental health benefits. So just that relaxation part of you not stressing yourself out over something. And um, I know Barbara is a, a composer and musician and writer. For those of you who don't know Bar Deborah, I said Barbara, 
because her name it's Barsha and I'm now I'm combining her names. Deborah Barsha, she's actually here on the platform. She has a fabulous show on the platform. Uh, Terry um, Woman just interviewed her a couple of weeks and it is it's it's one of my favorite interviews, period, because I, I think we're just connected on a bunch of different levels. But she's an extremely talented person. So Barsha, I'm actually interested to know if you have a hobby. So let me know if you have any hobbies outside of all of the insanely talented and gifted things that you already do. Because I'm curious to know how you unwind from that creative part, if there's another thing that you do on the side. And I don't think we talked, Terry talked about that on his show. So benefits of, of hobbies while I wait to see if Barsha gets on. It can lower your stress level. You can get, it can help you sleep better. Um, it can create more social interaction depending on what your hobby is. So if you're, a, you know, if one of your hobbies is tennis or something and you've got to go to a gym and play with people, then that's going to, or, or a court, improve your work performance. And that's because it's similarly to um, playing games, it just energizes and activates different parts of your brain that actually help you when you go back to working on, on whatever projects you might be working on. Um, it can increase your happiness because you're doing something that you just simply enjoy. You just get pleasure out of it. Um, it can declutter the mind. This could be one of my favorite ones because you don't, sometimes don't even know how much stuff is going on in your head until you step away from everything and you can do what they call tanking down. You can just see those, your stress levels go down. You can kind of get things out of your head things that you were worrying about that really weren't worth worrying about. And so much stuff that we, we labor over mentally isn't worth the energy that we're giving it. And by having this hobby, this thing that you can do that you can focus on um, helps to declutter that. It can help you, it force you to do better because when you're, when you're, when you have a hobby, like for me with sewing, I get really um, serious about wanting things to be done right. And so Sometimes I'm ripping seams out because I sewed something in wrong and it helps me because it, I want to improve. I really want to make sure each garment is done well and that if I'm making the same garment over again, I want it to be just as good or better than it was the last time. And so that, that kind of challenges me. Um, let's see here. Oh, open you up to a new world. If your hobby is traveling, definitely. And they even have in here, you know, boosting, boosting your career. And it's because uh, I think it was um, Zuckerman, Zuckerberg with Facebook. One of the interview questions that he used to ask people was what kind of hobbies do you have? And I've actually been asked that in interviews and I've coached people to have that as something they can share in an interview, um, especially if you've done your homework and find out that you're getting interviewed by somebody that does macrame and you do macrame, you probably want to bring that up in the interview. But the other reason is because even employers want to know that you're just not going to come in here and do, as they say, grind. And this is the only thing going on in your life. It may sound appealing to you to want to tell an employer, no, I'm just going to be dedicated and devoted to this company. And that's just not realistic. You have a life outside of the company. And it's nice to know that people have passions outside of work. Um, I think it's just nice to know that people have passions, period. I think if you can be passionate about something that you do, something that's really important to you, you have the capacity to be passionate uh, about other human beings and you have the uh, capacity to be compassionate about other people having passions. Yeah, say that three times. Say that three times. 
So these are some of the, the little things that I try to do regularly. Um, the hobbies, the playing games, the taking, you know, ironing my sheets and my pajamas because it makes me feel good. Um, all of these little things. So I'm going to open it up and find out if you have little things that you do for yourself that you can put in that ca one of those categories of little things that you do that just make you feel good, um, that are good. And some of them may be things that you share with other people, but I'd love to hear. And I see, I know my mom is already up here. So I, I'm going to see if my mom or Nadine is here or if Barsha Barsha has, has something on here that you want to share. If you have hobbies, um, if you have games that you play that maybe no one knows, I learned that a really good friend of mine has been doing coloring books for years. And I actually have a couple and started doing couple uh, coloring books. Barsha! Hey there, darling. Hey, you know what? I, I do crossword puzzles. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I you know what gets my brain going? It really does. And I never, no one, until I started doing them, no one told me that the New York Times crossword puzzle gets harder and harder each day. So if you want to really feel good, do the Monday puzzle. <laughs> That's my grandmother was a crossword puzzle person. Yes. Every, every Nadine is on here. One of my aunts is on here. They'll, they'll know. My grandmother did the puzzle every, and she did it with an ink pen. I do too. <gasps> you, I, I, I refuse to do it with a pencil. <laughs> I will not put the letters in those squares until I know it's right. See, no way. How yep. long have you been doing crossword puzzles? Oh, I would say over 25 years or something like that. My father used to do them all the time. And oh. I, and, and so I just, and I always thought, oh, that's too hard. I don't, my brain doesn't work that way. The clue is not gonna, it's not gonna work for me. And then he just started showing me and I was like, oh my God, I've got to do these every day. Okay. You might've just, you might've just lit a fire for me. So I'm staying with a girlfriend. So I am in, uh, I am in Germany right now. I am here going to the passion play. And this is another one. Now this is, this is the big le level. This is out of the little things that make me feel good. This is one of the big things it's traveling and I will travel by myself. Very often I travel with a pack of family members. But my girlfriend here just said to me yesterday, she loves words and she does crossword puzzles. No, she does the, what is it, Sudoku? Sudoku, that's a number Sudoku. thing. Yeah, she does the Sudoku, she says, and I use a pen. And I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, you got, yeah. Um, that's, I use that's, a pen with all of it. There's something about yeah. pencil on paper, on that type of paper anyway, that doesn't work for me. Yeah, anyway. oh, the newspaper, was it, it wasn't meant for pencils. It was definitely meant for pencil. <laughs> Barsha, before you go, please tell everyone the name of your show. Oh. And I wanna, mm -hmm. My show is called Barsha, 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 because that's what people always say when I tell them my name, uh, if they're old enough to remember the Brady Bunch. Yes, but any Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. <laughs> And um, yes, I have all kinds of Broadway people on, and I have three different rooms a month. Anyway, thank you for allowing me to share. It's at Mondays oh, at, at 5 o'clock yes. uh, Eastern Time. So if anybody's around this Monday, 5 o'clock, come in, we'll be talking with Rob Schwimmer, who's this amazing, does anybody know what a theremin is? It's that, no. inst oh my God. You know, the Star Trek thing, la, la, oh, la, yes. la, 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 That okay. thing is an instrument called a theremin. And the way you play it, you don't even want to think about it. It's, it's, I can't even describe it. But anyway, okay. stop in, say hello. And thank you for letting oh, me no. come on stage. Well, I, and I'm, I'm going to brag on you some more. So people, Barsha is a writer, composer, keyboard, keyboardist. Um, let's just throw some things out there. The Tina Turner Broadway show. That's right. Barsha. 
Um, give give me just two more. Just give me two um, more. Well, uh, in well, it, you know, something's happened in the past. But I I was the associate conductor on Broadway of Jersey Boys and the Donna Summer musical. Okay, so one Donna Summers completely two, two Jersey boys. all through so but i'm a jersey girl and my family that's <gasps> on here we're jersey people so you don't jersey boys is wow yeah we're we are we are jersey i love it yeah i told you you and i have this thing going so so we thank really you do. all right and i'm gonna I go back I, down but okay, i'm listening awesome thanks okay and i think uh nadine is on here so let me i want to hear some of the things that you do can you hear me yes i can Good to see I you. Do, I do happy color. It's a puzzle by uh, numbers. Crank coloring okay. by numbers. You got to turn your TV down in the background. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> and I've never heard of that. Oh, I have it on um my laptop. I have it on my iPhone. And in fact, I'm doing one while I'm listening to you right now. And what's it called? Happy color. Happy color. Okay, I'm gonna have coloring to look by up numbers. happy color. You're coloring by numbers. Okay, and and it's on your computer. It's on your phone. It's on my phone and it's on my um iPad. Okay, now I remember color by number books, and I yeah I remember the color by number books. So you could just it tells you what color everything is supposed to be. But right. I did not you know that they had that. a digital version. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I've been doing this for quite a while. And I do Sudoku too, but I'm not big enough to go in with pens. I have to have a pencil. The good thing is your your daughter. Thank you for that. Okay, that's that's two things I just learned about one of my family members that I had no idea she was doing. And one thing I had never ever heard of. All right, let me see what, what mommy has on here. Okay, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, wow, I guess I'm the only one here that doesn't have a hobby. Uh, <laughs> what can I say? But doing nice things for yourself. I love getting up in the morning, fixing my coffee, going outside to our palm um, forest, and thanking God for another day and giving me strength and just having a few minutes all by myself. She I really just, does. I love that. Yeah, I hear hear a rooster every now and then, but I, I just feel like him. that's a place that I can talk to him and he's listening and ain't nobody else around. So I like that. Yeah, she's, um, a, so you described a palm forest and roosters. People are going, where do they live? Um, <laughs> near, near, um, near a farm with palm trees. Um, so we, have, we have a lot of palm trees in our backyard and we don't even know which neighbor, but someone within earshot, we can hear, we hear a dove cooing every now, and then, every now and then a rooster, sometimes a dog barking, helicopters overhead from, from Camp Pendleton. It could be anything, but in the morning, I love it when I hear her door open because I know she stepped outside to have her coffee, probably a cigarette, but that's her little quiet time. And every now and then I'll go out with a cup of coffee and join her. But it, it that is one of those things, folks. Find a place where you can just sit and have quiet. This is definitely in the category of one of those little things that you can do for yourself. And you can probably figure out a way to do it almost every day. Take that five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes and sit someplace, whether it's in your home, Create a space inside your home or outside of your home where you can have that kind of time. And, you know, I'm always encouraging people to go outside. So if you can find a way 
to do it outside, go outside, get the fresh air, get the, get the sunshine, um, and just have that little bit of time to commune with nature, if you would. It, you don't have to have palm trees and roosters. Um, maybe you have uh, New York City traffic and you're on your balcony there and you can just look out over whatever, or you can just sit like my grandmother used to do. She just used to sit near a window so she could look out at the window and look at the sky and let that be the thing, the little thing that you do for yourself. Because I, I promise you, all of these things combined just start creating a different energy for yourself. And they're just good at helping you alter, uh, not just alter your reality, but kind of change the course of your day. And so it can get you out of a bad mood. It can get you out of thinking about overthinking things. It can get you out of feeling stressed and help you calm down. There are just so many benefits to these little things. So I want to thank my friend, Dr. Gail, because this was really on her that I started even thinking about this stuff and, and uh, putting together this little list of all of the things that I could be doing or that I could share with you. I'm sorry about that, Nadine. I think I just accidentally made you a producer. All of the things that I could share with someone because I didn't really pay attention that these were things I was doing because most of them I've been doing so long, I don't really think about them anymore. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. If you're getting value from what you're hearing today, if you've had moments where you thought, I should write this down, or that is really interesting, I didn't know that, then I wanna invite you to stay connected to me. You can do it by going to my website, and my website is liveempoweredinstitute.com. That's liveempoweredinstitute.com. And when you get there, hit the subscribe button so that you'll have access to any events, courses, articles, or promotions that might be going on. You can also get my other social media outlet links there. That's for Facebook, where I'm at Live Empowered Institute, or my Instagram, where I'm at Dr. Lisa Summer Hour, and my YouTube channel. But if you missed all of that, just go to the website, Live Empowered Institute, www.liveempoweredinstitute.com, and you'll be able to stay connected with me there. Thanks. Because most of them I've been doing so long, I don't really think about them anymore. I just know that I feel good when I take a break to sew, and I know I'll have periods where it's like I have baskets of fabric so that anytime I want to sew, I have something I can start on. Um, and I'm usually buying patterns. So there's always something that I can start on DIY projects around the house. I can usually find something because it seems like we're never done with the house. So, so just figure out what are those little things that you can do? Is it coffee? Is it making, is it putting, you know, warm, warm milk in your coffee and frothing it? Is it getting really special teas? You know, that's another thing. I have loose tea. So very often when I make tea, it's not with a tea bag. I got a little little tea uh, strainer and I'll make the tea and put the actual tea leaves in there and let that steep. And that's something I got from a girlfriend named Cheryl, whose husband was from England. And anytime I went over, he made me a cup of real tea. And so I still try to do that from time to time. And sometimes these things take an extra few minutes. That is a little more work than just dipping a tea bag in. Um, buy really nice tea bags if that's what you want to do. But there's something about being able to slow down and do things like iron my sheets, uh, make tea with loose tea, uh, make my pancake batter from scratch. Um, even my mom sitting on the porch, a lot of people won't do these things because they're like, I don't have time to sit on no porch and have coffee, or I don't, <laughs> I don't have time to just sit. That's 15 minutes I could be doing. 
it changes the course of your day when you can start your day like that. It really, really does. So I just want to thank everybody who is here live, everybody who is here, Nadine, my mom, uh, Barsha, 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 Deborah Barsha for, for stopping in. And any of you who are listening to this on the replay, it has been, this has been wonderful to be able to do this. Cause like I said, I am in Germany right now. So it is three minutes to three in the morning. And, uh, I was determined that I was not going to miss my show, even if I was out of the country. So I wanted to hold myself accountable. And this for me is also one of the fun things that I do, but I also wanted to make sure that I was being as consistent as possible. Uh, for those of you who do join me, I wanted to be here for you. So I appreciate you so much. And uh, I'm Dr. Lisa. This has been a wonderful show. It's been great to be able to spend this almost 45 minutes with you. And I'm going to let you get on with your day. Uh, Mom, did you just come off? Did you want to say something? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. oh, I want okay. to say one more, Lisa. Yes, Nadine. In the morning, I never thought of it as a time. It is a quiet time. I'll get up. Oh, and go outside maybe about 7.30 until about 10.30. Wow. And I just watch each group of kids, you know, go to school, make sure everybody get on their bus, fuss at the bus driver, and I don't have a single person on any of the buses. And that's my quiet time. The quiet time was right up till you started fussing at the bus driver. Well, but she came in the wrong way one day. You had to help her. Yeah. You know, that... That, I mean, that's actually that time. That's a good amount of time that you spend out there. Yeah. So, but you're outside, it's fresh air. You're socializing. The kids probably love seeing you out there. And if mornings that you don't get up and do it, you probably hear about it because they miss you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't see Miss Nadine outside. Grandma. And they, they're going to, your grandma. grandma. So they yeah. don't see grandma. So no, even those kinds of things. And I know one of the things I shared was that it increases your, improves your social, um, uh, relationships. And that would be one of those things because you're actually out there engaging with folks and they're seeing you and it keeps you engaged. So that definitely qualifies as one of those little things that can make a difference in your day. So thanks for coming back on and sharing that folks. I'm going to say farewell. I am going to get off and I'm going to go back to bed and get some sleep and start my day and uh, continue with my vacation. But thanks, everybody, for being here. Have a wonderful rest of the evening and a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this series, Divorce is Not a Destination. You can connect with me on Facebook at Dr. Lisa Summer Hour, Live Empowered Institute. If you enjoyed this episode, recommend Divorce is Not a Destination to friends and family. Be sure to join my live audience and see upcoming shows by registering for access at fireside.com backslash Lisa Summer Hour. That's L-I-S-A-S-U-M-M-E-R-O-U-R. -S Catch replays on Fireside and my YouTube channel. Until next time, remember that life is the journey and divorce is not a destination. Live on Fireside.